Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The leader of the Liberal Party has an opportunity to respect the fact that heating your home in January and February in Canada is not a luxury. And it does not make those Canadians polluters. They're just trying to survive. This from a Prime Minister who burned more jet fuel in one month than 20 average Canadians burn in an entire year. So will the Prime Minister ground the jet, park the hypocrisy, and axe the tax hikes? Mr. Polyev's first day to stand in Parliament during question period rather, is the leader of the official opposition challenging the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. And uh, we're going to speak to uh, Mr. Polyev right now. just also want to tell you that in a few minutes we will be speaking with uh, David Neal. He's a meteorologist at the Canadian Hurricane Centre about uh, Fiona and uh, the massive strike of that storm in Atlantic Canada. Mr. Polyev, thanks for joining us. Uh, First chance we've had to talk since you became leader. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Mr. Green. Great to be with you. Let's start with this. Number one issue, you brought it up on Thursday with uh, Mr. Trudeau, inflation. It is reducing largely because of gasoline price drops, but food prices continue in a high inflationary cycle with the Agri-Foods Lab at Dalhousie, uh, the survey of Canadians, finding 24% of us are cutting back spending on food. If you were on the other side of the aisle today, leading the government, what would you, and just as importantly, what could you do to immediately counter inflation? Well, we have to understand the cause of inflation. The cost of government is driving up the cost of living. A half trillion dollars of inflationary deficits have bid up the cost of the goods we buy and the interest we pay. And inflationary tax hikes like the carbon tax on gas, heat, and uh, transportation of our goods is increasing the cost of those goods further. The more Trudeau spends, the more things cost. It's just in inflation. So how do we reverse it? One, we have to cap spending with a new pay-as-you-go law that requires government to find a dollar of savings for every new dollar of spending. That would allow us to, the, the taxpayer and the economy, to catch up with the obscene cost of government by, by basically putting a hard cap on it um, and forcing politicians to make the same either-or trade-offs with uh, tax dollars as everyday families and businesses make in their own lives every day. Second, we have to cancel the tripling of the carbon tax. Trudeau wants to jack up uh, gas, heat, uh, and other expenses. So that will, of course, make food more expensive because when farmers have to pay more for their energy and fertilizer, and then the truckers who ship the, the, the subsequent produce have to pay more for diesel, well, that all gets passed on to the consumer. Trudeau wants to actually triple the carbon tax uh, in uh, the years ahead, starting with this April. Um, I would cancel that. And finally, instead of creating more cash, we need to create more of what cash buys, grow more food, build more houses, and produce more energy. We need to remove the government gatekeepers that stop us from building homes. We have uh, the fewest houses for per capita of any country in the G7, even though we have the most land to build on. Why? Because local uh, government gatekeepers uh, drive, drive up the cost and the time frames for building permits. Uh, and add literally hundreds of thousands of dollars of cost to every unit. So uh, a federal Polyev government would link the number of infrastructure dollars a city gets to the number of houses that actually get completed. 
I'd mandate that every federally funded transit station would have to be pre-zoned for high-density apartments and other housing for young people to live right there, not even needing a car. And I'd sell off 15% of the 37,000 federal buildings that are underutilized and largely empty with work-from-home in place so we can turn that into housing. We need to get off the, remove the fertilizer mandates and the red tape and taxes off our farmers so they can produce more food. And finally, we need to axe the anti-energy laws so we can produce more clean Canadian natural gas and oil here in this country rather than importing the expensive and polluting stuff from abroad. That's my plan. Okay, so let me ask you about energy. And we're going to be speaking with the former head of energy security for France later on this hour. What's your plan, really, to safeguard Canada's energy sector um, and really export our energy to our allies and keep Canadians from facing the kind of massive energy cost increases surfacing Europe, which you just mentioned? And what is realistically achievable, given the renewables' demands of environmental organizations, as well, Mr. Polyev, as Canadian restrictions on energy development, um, the lack of proper pipeline infrastructure, and the constant chorus that pipeline construction is a waste of money. As well, you'll be dealing with provincial governments, specifically Quebec, which refuses pipeline construction and opposes LNG terminal construction. What can you, log- what can you logically do and logistically do? Well, first of all, we have to repeal Trudeau's anti-energy laws. He passed C-69, which the Canadian Pipeline Association said would mean not a single new pipeline would be built in Canada. Uh, It drags out approvals for seven to ten years. It gives uh, voice at at the hearings to people who have no involvement whatsoever in the lands that are affected. It deprives First Nations who support energy uh, development of an opportunity to, to achieve it. Um, I would repeal that and replace it with a law that consults First Nations, the majority of whom strongly support oil and gas development, according to public polling, protects the environment, but gets things built. We should have a yes or no within roughly 18 months of a fully completed application being submitted, not seven to ten years. Second, I would uh, signal my support for liquefied natural gas facilities. We have 1,300 trillion cubic feet of natural gas in Canada. We are suited geographically to ship it to Asia and Europe because Canada is the closest place to both of those continents from North America, far closer than the U.S. Gulf Coast. And we can liquefy with less energy. Why? Because liquefaction involves cooling the stuff down, and we have cold weather here, so it's 25% cheaper. And finally, the three provinces best suited to liquefy our gas have hydroelectricity so that there would be no emissions in the electric, uh, in the electric use. So Quebec, Newfoundland, and B.C. all have hydroelectricity. So zero emissions, low energy use, short shipping distances to displace dirty foreign coal in Asia and displace... Putin's energy monopoly over Europe, which is funding the war in Ukraine, let's turn dollars for dictators into paychecks for our people in this country. So let me ask you then an international question. 
and Canada's very much involved. We were involved in a controversial move to allow a gas turbine to be removed from Siemens in Montreal, sent to Germany, and essentially sent to Putin, who has now closed down the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, says to the Europeans, well, just open Nord Stream 2, which has never been used, and you'll get all the gas you require. Given what we know about Putin, the eighth month of the war starts today. How would you deal with the Ukraine invasion by Russia and by Putin, who earlier this week threatened the use of nuclear weapons again? What might Canada's role be? And part B here, just as important, would you be inclined to better equip the Canadian military in the face of international threat? Yes. We need to convert more of our military budget from industrial subsidies and expensive procurement to getting the the basic tools that our soldiers, sailors, and airmen need. And uh, we need to uh, shuffle dollars away from aid to foreign dictators to funding for our military, re-equip our military to project, project strength in the world. Secondly, it's an outrage that Trudeau violated his own sanctions to maintain, allow Siemens to maintain and then ship back to Russia turbines that are used for the gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. You know, first of all, it's, the irony is rich that Trudeau is against pipelines in Canada, but in favor of maintaining Russian pipelines uh, right in Montreal. But the second irony is that we could be supplying Europe with that natural gas had Trudeau not killed LNG Quebec, if he weren't standing away of LNG Newfoundland and Labrador, and if he would support the reverse reversal of the current import terminal in New Brunswick so that it could become an export terminal and, and export more Canadian natural gas to Europe at great profit for our Canadian workers here in this country. So I would, I would use energy as a geostrategic weapon against dictators and invaders like Putin by depriving them of their market dominance and replacing their energy with ours. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 